Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Astronomica. <laughs> it's not that we're doing anything particularly yeah. different, it's just that we're always, all of our episodes are special. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's a very good one. It's true, <clears throat> it's yeah. excellent one. We handcraft them with care for you, the listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I thought that tonight would start Addie's intervention. <laughs> it's tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk to you about your addictions. Okay. That's uh, just going to take a while. Yeah, I know. It's going to take a while. But I'm looking forward to uh, three through eight inclusive, particularly. Yeah. Is, are there any that are going to surprise me? Yeah, I think a few. Okay. You know. I'm um, disappointed in my lack of restraint at the moment. I sat down at the table with a pint of ice cream, and I was really looking forward to eating it on microphone. And then I ate my whole pint of ice cream before we started recording. <laughs> That's the danger with pints of ice cream. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's really good. Your, your impishness was foiled by your uh, gluttony. Oh, man. I've had a, like, a, like a monstrous ice cream craving these past like two or three months. I've just like consistently just wanted ice cream all the fucking time. But I've never so, been an ice cream person before now. So in the summer when it's hot? I, it's, it's too thick to be refreshing. Oh. See, I find I find that like I do not eat ice cream for the majority of the year, and then when it hits the summer months in Memphis, I'm just like put it in like I need all of it. I think I just I don't know. I would it's eat delightful. a lot of ice cream, but Ben and Jerry's uh, chubby hubby is almost impossible to find now. And what? Uh, You're not a, nothing else is yeah nothing else comes close. Huh. That was uh, some some chocolate briars from the gas station, and it did the trick. So I think maybe you're just being a little bit of a snob, Stan. I think um, you haven't tasted ambrosia, so the rest doesn't turn to ash in your mouth. <laughs> I've had Americone Dream, which yeah, is pretty all right. good. Americone Dream is real fucking good. Yeah. But it's not nowhere near Chubby Hubby. Mm-hmm. It doesn't compare. Oh. Chubby Hubby is vanilla malt ice cream with peanut butter ribbon with peanut butter filled chocolate covered pretzels that does sound pretty fucking great that's and pretty good it nails the salty sweet like bullseye on the target it's not too much of one or the other Man. that sounds real good see i'm a Damn. fruit and i'm a fruit and chocolate person mm-hmm. so uh cherry garcia i like dude it's okay all the way mm-hmm. i can fuck with cherry garcia it's i don't like any of them that have uh those fudge shavings that are like mm. where you're like biting into a brick yeah, mm. not a fan. Anything with like chi- hard chips in the ice cream, I don't, I don't like nuts in ice cream. I like a um, like a good caramel ribbon mm-hmm. running through it. That's what's up. Mm. Especially Caramel's like a like a like a sea salt caramel. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Um, I don't have a segue for this, but uh, speaking of beans, I do. Speaking of beans, um, we're recording this on the eve of Nerd Nerd Camp. Camp! And you'll be listening to it when we're all depressed because we have returned to, you know... Arguably what we'll call civilization. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, And so, in honor of this strange temporal location in which we find ourselves, both before and after Nerd Mm -hmm. Camp... Nerd Camp! (laughs) Where we howl at the moon... uh, Aren't we officially calling it Astronomicon now? Are we? I don't know. I mean, we've wholesale took it over from those nerds. Yeah, I <sighs> thought it was Mount Neckbeard. Oh, we stole it from our friends. <laughs> Mount Neckbeard. <laughs> Mount Neckbeard. Yes. Yes. Come party on Mount Neckbeard. <laughs> we ascend the heights. <laughs> yes. Uh, There's a burning bush up there. He's just giving away stone rules. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh, I'm going to get me a dick of many things. <laughs> um, but no, I have a very special question that I think is going to fit into this uh, very special point in time. And that is, what will have been uh. your favorite memory from Nerd Camp slash Astronomicon 2022? What will have been? What will have been? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like that it's hypothetical because I can still answer it. <laughs> I think I think the coolest thing for me to will have remembered is when Colin punched that black bear in the face and just knocked it out with one punch. Definitely so cool. top ten moments. Yeah. Definitely top ten potential. Yeah, that was cool, but it doesn't crack the top ten for me, man. Really? What yeah. you got? What you got? Uh, I don't know. Like Jeff is such a graceful dancer. I uh, I wasn't prepared for that, and it was like magic. It was just like watching magic right there in the cabin. Some I, some say I'm graceful. Some say I'm fabulous. <laughs> I, I, I say there's, there's truth grabulous. to both. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that we'll end up talking about more than anything else, though, is that when the cops showed up for a noise complaint, but then one of the cops had a magic deck in his car, mm-hmm. and he, he played against Stan... I thought and, that was pretty and good. Yeah, and then Stan we had beat to him punch up and him took his magic cards. <laughs> we, threw, we threw his magic cards in the lake. That was great. <laughs> oh, wow. We're like, welcome to PE, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and when Kristen uh, played Magic the Gathering with the devil for her soul, <laughs> that was okay. But what was really a fucking banger was the song we wrote about it after. Well, I will say. It. But we can't remember. The trick, about, <laughs> the trick about playing the devil for your soul in a game of magic. One. It is, uh, I forgot. Uh-huh. Look, guys, there was a lot of drinking this weekend, and I didn't sleep much. He leans real heavy on um, uh, Black two, Red. Black Red, yeah, but two, Millstone. You crack out that Millstone, okay? It's a vintage card. It just eats right through their deck. And three, every time you're doing anything with the devil for your soul, don't have a soul. Yeah, that's extremely helpful. You are a ginger. I am a ginger. Also, straight from the box. I mean, he's playing <laughs> red black on a deck that's like made of gold, and you gotta respect that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. You guys know yeah. a lot more about Magic Gathering than I do. I've never actually played it, but I would. Oh, I, 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 I know a little bit. I did back in the day. Yeah, I've played Magic before. It's a fun card game. I think that I would have said I'm not into it, but then like I just. Like, there was a long, long period of time where uh, Witcher 3 was really just an excuse. Mm-hmm. It was like just a Gwent engine. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, apparently I am into those kind of card games. I, I think I might know it. I might bring my magic cards, and I have a, a method of play that I created. Ah, <laughs> well, a maneuver. A method of play? What, what is it? it- you, everybody doesn't have their own deck. The draw pile is just a big pile of, like, my whole card collection in the middle of the table. Oh, shit. So everybody's playing all colors. It's totally random. Like, it's just what you can do with what you pull. Okay, I'm actually kind of interested in that. Mm-hmm. That actually sounds like a really great, like, we've, we're we waiting for the big game to get set up. Yeah. What do we do in the meantime? This mm-hmm. activity. This sounds to me like you've played so much Magic the Gathering that you've reached the point where Bobby Fischer... <laughs> right, got with chess where he was bored with playing regular chess and he would only play randomly assigned right. initial positions for both players. It's exactly like that, except that my threshold was astonishingly low. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not played a whole lot of Magic, but um, 
I think my favorite memory from Nerd Camp this year was definitely when we dredged the lake mm-hmm. and um, resurrected the skeletons we found mm-hmm. so that they could play in Stan's D&D game. Who, who knew Hoffa was uh, interred in Tennessee? At the bottom of the lake in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, never would have guessed. There was also the, the uh, fourth uh, Detroit Three. Mm. <laughs> Hoffa was surprisingly fond oh, of the Irishman. I thought he had some fun things to say about the film. Yeah? Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, if they got a lot of factual inaccuracies about my life wrong, but still made a Netflix movie about it, I'd be down. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'd watch sure. a Netflix movie about Jeff. That would be... <laughs> I'd watch it. It would vie for one of the most boring Netflix movies on the streaming platform. Well, I'd watch a Hulu movie about Jeff. I don't know if I'd watch a Netflix movie about <laughs> I'd, Jeff. Who, I'd go, pretty. yeah, it sounds familiar. I think I, I, think I might have seen it. <laughs> what happened? In, uh, uh, and then I, once they told me the plot, I'd be like, yeah, I, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a lot of uh, footage in the documentary of my life of me doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. just a whole montage yep. so uh there was a tweet earlier this week that i liked that was like man y'all back on game of thrones again you mm. weak <laughs> so who else here is weak i'm weak yeah I'm i watched good. the first episode i thought yeah. that um it's uh <clears throat> it's got the potential to be like yeah a, a steady watch yeah absolutely yeah. i'm I thought it was good. I will say, I'd like to take this point this time to... Matt uh, Smith, I thought, was a weird casting choice. I just, I, yeah, I he's a funny-looking dude. He's so fun. He's so fun as a bad guy. Yeah. I like him as a Every villain. A oh, did you ever see Last Night in Soho? Yes, I did. He's an excellent yes. villain in that movie. Actually, everything I've seen him in movies since he was the doctor has been a villain. Anyway, Jeff, so, what are you uh, I'd like to uh, take this point to... Take this time to plug my friend Sean's uh, theory of historical accuracy, which is that if you use historical accuracy to justify uh, egregious or objectionable behavior in your fantasy property, you also have to give everyone gnarly, nasty teeth. Yes. And everyone has to talk about how much their teeth hurt all the time. Mm -hmm. And if somebody has good teeth, everyone else has to talk about how weird it is. (laughs) Yes. And occasionally someone has to to die. Yeah. They have to die from an abscess. Yeah. And if anybody has good teeth, it's because they used urine. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know the story of... uh, how the Romans valued um, Portuguese urine over all others for no. cleaning teeth. I did not. Really? Um, they thought it was like something about Portuguese people, that their urine was just perfect for cleaning teeth. Huh. Turns out it was the the time to ship jugs of urine from Portugal <laughs> to Rome was exactly right for like fermenting, for, fermenting the, like the ammonia or whatever. Uh, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of amazing. It always comes back to Portugal. Yeah. It always comes back to urine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my favorite memory of Nerd Camp will have been the friends I will have made along the way. Oh. So your first friends? Yep. <laughs> my first friend. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to happen this time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we are all looking forward to a kick-ass weekend um, where we make and obliterate lots of memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got to join us, thank you so much for coming. If you didn't get to join us, hopefully next year. If you think it sounds insane to meet a bunch of randos in a cabin in the middle of Tennessee, you're, you're not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> you know? Not even remotely. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we live dangerously. Um, 
us uh, tabletop role-playing folks. Yep. <laughs> uh, my, That's what your mother warned you about getting into D&D is all the risks involved. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> my wife is, is uh, making me wear a uh, kidney harvesting protective uh, <laughs> band, a Kevlar uh, kidney patch, just to make sure. So you guys heard it here first. Uh, don't go for Jeff's kidneys. Mm-hmm. And don't go for mine because they're not good. <laughs> yeah, you can go for my liver if you want. But fat lot of good that'll do you. <laughs> um. Well, guys, you got any more recap? You got or you got any more intro? Or uh, are we ready for a recap? We gotta vamp some more. Nah. See Stan with his his fingers. But what if we? What if we kissed at the nerd camp? <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, hello there. Didn't see you come in. Take a seat. Let me jaw at you a spell. Last week crossed paths with these dusty hombres. They was all messed up with a whole passel of ghost ships. Say, are you plagued by shades, haints, or the ceaseless wailing revenants of the unquiet dead? Well, for a low initial payment of just 200 credits, you can bust them ghosts but good with Dr. Caligari's patented snake oil, ghost repellent, and personal intimate lubricant. Kiss them spirits goodbye, and kiss inconvenient conjugal dryness goodbye, too, with Dr. Caligari on your nightstand. Our heroes made their way into the bowels of the ship, where they encountered a horrifying entity of unknown demeanor and purpose, which is to say another one of them hoppers. Mackie gets up inside of them robot guts quicker than Anton visiting a cyber nunnery. Is your android personal companion failing to meet your carnal requirements? Well, with Sackler Pharmaceuticals, Robiagra, you can get some more pep in your step by adding some more sprong to your robot dong. The team also gets a close encounter of the weird kind when CB gets an alien meat flap stuck on her helmet, like a scene from Crash. The Cronenberg one, not the lame Academy Award one. CB starts a quailin' and a cavilin' and a wailin' and a weepin' and a gnashin' her teeth about the prospect of eggs getting up in her. Do you worry about alien eggs getting all tangled up in your innards like a cough drop in your hair when you fall asleep sucking on a cough drop? Well, too bad, because there ain't no remedy or patent medicine even fraudulently offered in this here galaxy that can get worm eggs out of your squishy bits. Anyways... Our favorite regulators find a whole passel of human bones in front of the cockpit, some of which have gotten gnawed down more ravenously than a drumstick on Stan's plate. Do you long to satisfy a hunger that can only be sated by the distinctive tang of human flesh? Is your pig just not quite long enough? Do you want to know how you can get your teeth around some of that sweet man meat? We'll find out now on this week's Astronomica. Hello, um, Captain Marika? No response. Oh, um, sorry. Are we still in vacuum when we open this door? Is this area... You're not, you're not in vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) 
we, we've got no gravity, and we're yeah. suited up just for, like, hygiene reasons. Oh, but, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I mean, I think I brought it up earlier, and I don't think we actually said decided one way or the other. But, yeah, no, you're not in vacuum. Okay. Okay. Good news, Captain. Uh, Mackie starts cautiously entering the room. Mm-hmm. Help has arrived. We received the distress signal that I assume that you signaled at some point, and he's approaching the chair, also admiring the flight deck. He's like, we gotta get one of these for the grace. This has grandeur. Yeah, it's fancy. It's yeah, real can, fancy. Can we just Except. cut the flight deck out and, like, squidge it onto Grace and just... Just weld it on. Just weld it on. Yeah. <laughs> the flight deck is, however, cluttered with these yellow plastic-like containers, like barrels, okay. almost, with, like, screw-on black lids. <gasps> About what size? Five gallon. Five gallons. And each of them says... Preservomatic uh, anti mutiny ration containment. <laughs> are these all open or are they still sealed? There are closed ones. Mm. Do they are they from the, the Jim Baker Corporation? Probably. The Baker buckets? Might Does be. anybody else know about these? Is there a closed one within arm's length? Sure. Does it, it comes ha- drifting over to you? Does it have a foot inside? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, you want to open one of the closed ones? Uh, yeah, well Mackie is uh, talking to the Okay. It is full of ash. Ah. Hmm. Like, Someone on board was a smoker. Yeah. <laughs> like these things were warranted for, you know, 50 years, but not 450 years. It doesn't look like the contents decayed. It looks literally like ash. you shoveled it out an ash pit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Captain's still not responding. Mackie is going to come around the side of the chair, like giving it a wide berth. Okay. Watch out, Pappy. This is how you get ghosts. Uh, I think I'm already pretty haunted, CB. Captain Marika. As you circle the chair, mm-hmm. coming around to the uh, toward the front, All right. uh, you're kind of off to the side of it. Okay. And as you make your way past that, you like trigger some kind of uh, motion sensors. Mm-hmm. Because the monitors that kind of run across all of the work services in here mm-hmm. kind of flick on one after the other. Like as you draw near him, uh-huh. uh huh, illuminating the skeletal remains of the captain in the chair. The platinum blonde hair is a wig, and oh, it wow. is wearing a hideous amount of makeup on the skull. On the skull? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Hopper. Yes, Mackie. Weird. If I ever die so bad you can't bring me back, don't do that. <laughs> I will me. leave the wig off. <laughs> Notice check, please. All right. That's going to be an 11 before modifiers. Anybody want to assist him? Uh, 11, yeah. 12, 13. Is that wisdom or intelligence? Uh, wisdom. 14. 9. Okay. I think 14 is probably fine. Okay. <laughs> to be honest. That's uh, if noticing stuff was an Olympic sport, that would be yeah. a gold medal. So you have gone around the side of the chair. But your attention has been, obviously, on the captain. Correct. These monitors are flicking on behind you, and you hear something move that was, like, behind the monitors. Oh. Um, so kind of, like, down, almost like somebody went under a desk to plug something in, and they're coming back out. Mm-hmm. It sounds like two different things. Okay. Human-sized objects that are rustling through all the wires and coming out. 
Mackie is going to click off his grav boots and just push up. Okay. Anybody else want to do anything? Uh, I'm going to come into the room. I would like to uh, ready an action to needle something with that behaves hostily towards Mackie. Mm-hmm. CB is going to come into the room, but uh, sneak. Okay. I want to retain cover. You want to roll it? To attack from the shadows if necessary. All right. Her sneak is one. She's now a master sneaker. And we'll say dex. So, ten on the die, plus two for a total of twelve on that sneak check. Okay. You feel confident. God himself couldn't hear you. <laughs> but she's definitely, she's going to not not just, like, enter the very beginning, but she'll creep around the side, basically, so that we could try to, like, flank shit if necessary. Mm-hmm. You have a sudden gestalt memory from... CB in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she got a lot of training from Anton while we were in transit. Got to, a lot of... And to her, sing karaoke? Yeah, to sing karaoke. She was sneaking around, and then her practicum was uh, sneaking shit into uh, people's drinks and needles and stuff to get them to fall asleep and not realize that we were still in metadimensional space. Nice. <laughs> not a practice with a proud history, but... <laughs> You know, she went to people's personal diaries, changed the date, so it looked like they'd only been there for six days. Right. <laughs> Read a few pages to uh, scan for seditious thought. Just juicy gossip, really. <laughs> okay, the two shapes emerge, and they appear to be robots. Cool robots. Cool robots? They look like the Sklar brothers. Oh, dope. <laughs> Except that their arms are firearms, some kind of, some kind of gun. Oh, no. And uh, they're like, we're here to fight you. Roll initiative. Okay. Initiative is a D8. It's been a hot damn minute. Right? Yeah, I'm in for this. And we add dex? Yep. Yep. They <laughs> they explicitly are like, we got enough friends. Talking is useless. Oh, man. Speaking of talking is useless, I watched the second season of Picard recently. Uh-huh. And um, I liked it better than the first season. Yeah, I didn't like the first season. I liked the first season, but I felt a lot of nostalgia for the first season. And I thought the first I season thought it was okay. had... Some incredible moments. Mm-hmm. But, like, as an overarching season, I was like, meh, not mad I watched it, but, like, not the greatest. Second season, I think, is a much better, like, story. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll get around to it. And it's not really a spoiler to say, it involves the Borg. Nice. I love the Borg. Cool. I think you'd like the story they did, given with the Borg. They also do it. It's also, I mean, you can see all this from promos, but uh, Q shows up and there's a time travel story nice. involved in it. So it's a, it's a trifecta of fun mm-hmm. from Picard. So, initiative. Jeff? Seven. Kristen? Two. Cullen? Nine. Damn! Whoa! Rolled that That's eight. off the charts. His power is over nine. Whoa, okay, it's nine. Anton shoots first, man. Mm-hmm. And Colin. Also seven. These two, the Sklar brothers, come out from the panels. They are leveling hostile-looking arm cannons, Mega Man style, at Mackie. And uh, Anton... He had his coffee this morning, so he's fast. We're in zero G, right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna just like let go of the flamer thing mm-hmm. and pull his uh, mag rifle from his webbing, mm-hmm. and he's going to press up off the floor and kind of get above 
these guys oh, nice. on a, like a trajectory to get them across the room and fire at them. Nice. Does he um, does he do like a cool flip thing so that he's like shooting down at them from a? I mean, it kind of have to be. He's basically pushing off the wall to get to the other side of the room, but like in transit, he's going to take a shot, kind of trying to get around him and get behind cover on the other side of them eventually. Nice. Yeah, it's super badass. <laughs> Rolled <to> hit. <laughs> it's a natty. Nice. 20 or 1. <laughs> um, well, it's a 7, but it is natural. Yeah. <laughs> do we do crits as full damage? or I don't think we've decided. Yeah. I think I keep promising to make a crit table and then don't do it. Um, I'm fine with it if you guys want to say automatic max damage. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, be 16 plus 3, that'd be 19 is automatic max damage. Nice. nice. Wow. Yep, that's it. That's a whole lot of damage. Yeah, you know, I should probably give these guys hit points. One second. <laughs> <laughs> Anton. Yep. You went flying over the two robots, the Sklar Brothers, mm-hmm. security bots. Pointed your mag rifle at one of them and uh, turned it off. <laughs> you hit it right in the power switch. <laughs> nice. And it would tip over and clunk to the ground if the gravity was on. But Did my readied action... Oh, yeah. What, what, I'm sorry. What did you have? I was readying uh, an action to attack anything that appeared hostile towards Mackie. Would these right. guys have triggered that? It's not really readied actions, I mean, per se, but I denied them any kind of surprise round. Gotcha. Okay. So, Fair enough. Mackie, you're up next. Two robots came at you with arm cannons. One of them uh, had his face rearranged. Mackie, he clicked off his mag boots and pushed off, so now he's headed towards the, uh, you know what we'll, we'll call the ceiling of this room in mm-hmm. a space where there is neither up nor down. Mm-hmm. Zero gravity. It looks like a ceiling. It looks like a ceiling. He's headed that way. And he's not a combat-oriented character, so there's probably some sort of handicap or disadvantage involved here. But while he is on his way to the ceiling, he is going to try and shoot at the security bot that Anton did not destroy. Okay. And what... Uh, weapon? Mag pistol. Okay. He's been using the same gun since day one. I kind of like that. I believe the mag weapons are like recoilless, right? I believe yeah, so, yeah. That's the deal with them, yeah. Since he's had the same one since day one, I wonder if his mag rifle has a name. Lucy. Lucy? <laughs> oh, man. No. I wonder sarcastically if he tracked his ammo. I do not. <laughs> I mean, we've only been in like four fights, yeah. so. No, also, no. I mean, we have the big locker on the ship that has an infinite amount of everything. Yeah. <laughs> As per the rule book. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really only relevant in a fight if you're using burst mode. Sure. That would be, yeah, That's that would be a 12, so I doubt it. Probably give these guys an AC. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to look at what it is. I'm sorry. No, you, you fire at him. You hit him, but it just doesn't hit anything meaningful. All right. Mackie continues his graceful way towards the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you've done a lot of work in Zero-G, so I'm not going to okay. give you a hard time. Next up is Hopper. How far is the captain from Hopper? Um, you can get there in, in one round, no problem. All right. Uh, Hopper is going to leap at the captain and grab the wig and then hold... <laughs> Yes! Uh, a scalpel up to the <laughs> nice. vertebrae, the exposed yes. vertebrae. Mm-hmm. Power down, or this bitch gets it. Okay. That's a skill check. What do you want to... Uh, that oh. sounds like a talk. Yeah. Which uh, 
the hopper actually has now, courtesy of Nolan Ryan P. Jr. Oh, nice. I mean, at zero. Yeah, but I mean, that's still mm-hmm. something. Uh, that's eight on the dice, plus one from Charisma for uh, a nine. Okay. Well, it takes its, uh, it pulls its uh, arm cannon away from Mackie and toward you and says, Intruder, respect the chain of command. <laughs> beep, beep, ribby, ribby. I obey my captain's commands in all things. All right. Uh, so it has aimed at you now instead of Mackie, but it is definitely not powering down. Okay. Well, aiming away from Mackie is uh, mm-hmm. as much a, a goal accomplished. So is, is that the end of your turn? Yeah, I mean, I think that's... Okay. Oh, and then as a bonus action, I cast Healing Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weapons are very far apart from the stat blocks, <laughs> so give me a moment. How could you not name your mag rifle Maggie? <laughs> There's something I gotta say to you. Uh-huh. How could you not name your mag rifle Mister? Because it's MR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I dated a girl named Maggie, and uh, every time we spent the night together, I would wake her up at 4 a.m. going, Wake up, Maggie! I think I got something. <laughs> she did not like it. To say to you. And the less she liked it, the more I loved it. <laughs> That's how you do. Late September and I really should be back in school. Okay. I did it a girl named Caroline once, but she wasn't very sweet. Aw. Ba, ba, In case you're wondering, by the way, if that uh, little mimetic bit of song thing has uh, <laughs> transcended the generations, uh, it has a- an entire pool full of uh, grade school swim meet kids Mm -hmm. all spontaneously did that when Sweet Caroline (laughs) came on after the swim meet. Yep. Nice. Alright. The arm cannon fires at Hopper. Is a 14 a hit? It is not. Okay. Wow. The captain scatters across the room. Oh no! I thought you were going to say comes to life. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. (laughs) The arm cannon, by the way, was confetti, and there's a loud, thank you for saving us. (laughs) No, it was a very dangerous, uh, lethal attack. Is the robot upset that the captain's bones are now scattering, you know, floating in the air? No. It's worth a shot. It's merely an expert system, so it's like, that did not go according to the plan. (laughs) Fair enough. Next up, CB. Well, CB's got an excellent view of the situation from the shadows. Mm-hmm. Torn between trying to pop a, trying to go through buckets until I find one that has food in it, and just you know eating some popcorn or uh, doing something. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I guess I'll do something. I want to maintain cover. So I was making my way around the back end of the room. I want to see if I can keep basically sneaking around all the way around until I get to where the bots came out of. I want to sneak under there to where there's cables. Okay. And then I want to see if there's something I can fuck with there. Alright, I might ask for another stealth check. Alright. Unless you want to come up with another skill you can use. No, no, no. That sounds good. You don't want to perform? Not yet. I'm going to wait till I get my instrument at the control panel. I did pretty good. I got a planet and a five, so that's 11 on the die, plus two for a total of 13. Very nice. 
Sneaky sneak. Uh, and then, yeah, I want to crawl under there, and I want to take a look at what's going on under the panel. What do I see? Okay. There are some wires that have been sheared off into kind of makeshift plugs. Uh-huh. So, like, the, the current was repurposed. Gotcha. And there are a few weird little items, like a tube of lipstick and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, a snow globe. <laughs> weird tokens that robots that have been on too long start to value. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, the robots have been nesting in here. Mm-hmm. And they've made little plug-in stations for themselves. This is their Roomba station. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Well, they might not have made it for themselves, but that's where they go. Gotcha. How far away from me is the robot right now? Within a round, but I think your turn's up. Okay. Well, no, I'm curious. So I'm plotting for the next round. Yeah. Um, within 10 meters. Within 10 meters. Okay. Because what I'm thinking about doing is trying to throw something at it that would, like, short-circuit it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Splash it with a glass of water? Yeah. Or, you know, like a live wire that goes and mm-hmm. fries it kind of thing. But that only works if I'm within a physical distance that that makes sense. Yeah. Can I pocket the snow globe? Sure. All right. Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the snow globe is the real trick. Maybe the captain was the uh, red herring. <laughs> Actually, the snow globe is what we're all inside of. And oh. then there's a small boy in St. Elsewhere General Hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how we connect to mm-hmm. the TV universe. All right, Anton, you want to be the only one who kills anything in this fight? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense for me to not shoot it. Mm-hmm. But it does seem kind of passe at this point. Um, it's still got a. I'm gonna still got its weapon aimed. At I'm gonna do the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shoot the robot. I don't want to sound pedantic. I rolled a 16 on the die. I've got a lot of bonuses. Yeah, you're good. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna ask, like, does a 27 hit? And, and <laughs> this ain't D and D third edition. Oh, I rolled two ones on my damage. So right. that is uh that is five damage yes. all day. Finally. Mackie. Okay. <laughs> Has Mackie made it to the ceiling yet? Yeah. Okay. Pew pew. You tell me. <laughs> if you, never mind. <laughs> if you don't know, reroll it. For those listening, okay. uh Cullen was looking so for our, our dice tray have a uh kind of raised part. That says Team Meatbag, and when the die lands on it, sometimes it's a little ambiguous. I'm rolling again. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was okay. a better idea than it was a practical. 18. Um, that's a hit. All right. Well, that's 2d6 and some other bullshit, so let's see what them 2d6 have to say. It would have been a miss, but Anton knocked him into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be 8 damage. Okay. He's got two big old holes in his chassis. And there's sparks coming out. There's a stream of uh, hydraulic fluid squirting like a heartbeat. Oh, no. The horror. The mm. horror. And it's Hopper's turn. Thing's still uh, marching toward you with its arm cannon raised. Okay. I really want to, like, go look over there and then put the wig on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, but I will actually just... Uh, Actually, is it is it now uh, within melee range? Yeah, you can close the gap. Then that is what I will do and stab at it. Okay. Stab at thee. From hell's heart. For hatred's sake. I don't want to sound pedantic, <laughs> but I got a 16 on the die. 
<laughs> and I have uh, like four. Uh, yeah. That's a five plus. I think you add your stab. Stab, yeah. Uh, that's a six. And strength mod, probably. That's a seven. Okay. Boy, we really never do <laughs> combat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, with your needler hand, mm-hmm. totally Freddy Krueger, this dude. <laughs> you, like, put your hand on his face and then do this, and then it's like uh, somebody dropped a lasagna on the floor. Oh, dear. Oh, God. <laughs> but, like, I, go, I always go to food. A metal know. lasagna? Yeah. Well, no, the, like, the face is some kind of, like... Polymer? Um, yeah, it's like a foam rubber or something. Mm. Same as Hoppers. So, like, one of those, you know, display food lasagnas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I actually but. suck out the hydraulic <laughs> fluid from his neck nice. and replace it with blood. Nice. Oh, no. <laughs> Only now, as I die, do I know what it means to truly live. <laughs> Despite the incredible amount of damage it has sustained, it is still on its feet. Oh, wow. And, uh... It's its turn. Yeah. I'm going to have to look at point blank with a, melee, with a ranged weapon. Is this you. Uh, cannon a long gun? I think not technically, since it's only the length of his arm. Okay. I think Colin knows the rule. Hmm. I have a focus that negates the penalties, but also if it's not like a rifle-sized firearm, I don't think you have a penalty. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he still has to roll to hit. Yep. The robot says, good night, sweet prince. And then the uh, hydraulics that are sustaining its arm give out, and its arm just goes down to the point of the ground. No! And it's like, No! Did the robot roll, like, roll and then the one? It shot into the ground. <laughs> it rolled a two. Okay, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. With its left hand, it like pops open a hatch and starts cranking something. <laughs> its arm is slowly like jacking up. Um, nice. Ah, you're pulling the hair star maneuver. <laughs> and that goes to CB. All right, I want to see if there's a cable I can pull out and just toss over to the robot and fry it. Okay. I mean, I realize I could walk over there and hit it with a bat, but Mm -hmm. that sounds boring. All right. You uh, just pull on a cable? Yes. I just pull on a cable. All right. It occurs to me (laughs) that this might be a bad idea. Rolling a luck die. CB just fries herself. (laughs) What is a luck die? What what type of die do you want? I just, I rolled it. It's high-low. It doesn't matter. Okay. CB pulls that cable, and the entire bank of monitors shuts off. (laughs) There's no light in the room except for Mackie's glow bug that he's always got on. Cool, Mm -hmm. cool. Um, Which is giving you a little bit of illumination. And, uh, of course, Anton and Hopper have super eyes. Cool, cool. CB is basically blind right now. Okay, well, I guess... I guess I'll plug the cable back in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like the visual. Of like, yeah. Like pulling it apart and then everything. Goes, uh, uh, that was the power cable. I wanted a cable that would be a live cable. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a USB. So when you try to put it back the way it was, it doesn't go in. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, you get it. Cool. Monitors start to flicker as a they turn CB back. is an effective combatant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if I have time to pull on another cable, I'll pull on a different cable and see if that gives me a um, cable. Sure. All right. You are now holding a cable. Awesome. And it is electrified. Presumably. Okay, cool. I'm, I mean, you pulled a plug, right? So it's like... Oh, no, I just pulled a cable. I mean, but you didn't like cut it. 
it's like a, oh no I just pulled like if there's like loops of cable yeah, going yeah. to places I just like snagged one and yep. pulled it down <clears throat> okay guess I'm holding that in case it comes near me yeah <laughs> um <laughs> this thing is looking rough but uh like the steam drill and John Henry ain't got the brains to quit it you know I respect its gumption I'll uh I'll let thanks it down it's easy. a setting so 14 14 total yeah that is a miss Wow. Sweet. <laughs> you just fire through one of the holes that you already made and it doesn't hit anything. <laughs> yeah, you, you Robin Hood the bullet hole and you're like, God damn it. Oh man, I'm too good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like you you were so overcome with admiration for its gumption that you like <laughs> turned your head away. A single tear like messed up your sight. Do you want to do anything movement wise? No, I'm okay. Cool. Mackie. It's your time pew, to shine. Pew. Still on the ceiling? Still on the ceiling. Oh, what a feeling. Mm-hmm. That's a miss. Okay. All right, I might have my chance after all. <laughs> Hopper, please deny her the chance. <laughs> uh, will do. Uh, that's another 20 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. And I mean, yay. <laughs> uh, that is a six points of damage. <clears throat> With the needler again? Uh, with the scalp, with the, the other, vibro yeah. blade, basically. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, so you went in there and Freddy Krueger his face and pulled back, and he was still going, so you just went back in. <laughs> you, like, missed the red wire or whatever. Once you fix the mistake, it turns off. All right. Yay. Good night, sweet prince. Oh, wait, you already did that one. <laughs> From under the uh, console, you guys hear, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. CB, thank you for distracting it at that critical moment by turning <laughs> off all the lights in the, on the deck. I didn't think anyone saw that I was down here. I have super eyes. <laughs> yeah, Mackie will uh, drift back down to the, uh, the floor mm-hmm. of this room. He'll approach the monitors. What are they displaying? There are several different stations, mostly just uh, navigational data and stuff. Okay. The big captain's chair. Is there like a button on there that will like, you know, open the captain's log or anything like that? Maybe. Maggie would like to inspect the captain's chair and what's left of the captain. All right. Uh, it's got one of those Star Trek intercom things on the armrest. Okay. Seems like not a terrible idea to ask the medbot head, why did the captain hold herself up in the flight deck with all of presumably food, but it doesn't even look edible, leaving her crew to die. I mean... Yeah, that seems... Good uh, question. Hey, you. Medbot Junior? Medbot Nurse Junior. What the fuck happened here? (laughs) More information, please. Ah, okay. Please reword your query. Why did you prop up your captain's mummified corpse in a chair? I did that when she was still alive. Okay. Well, all right. I suppose that makes sense. What's up with all the barrels of ash? Those are anti-mutiny ration containers. Okay, sure, but why are they full of ash? Because if someone unauthorized attempts to open them, it incinerates the contents. (laughs) That's so shitty! That is beyond shitty. (laughs) That's so shitty! I'm glad bad things happened to all of you. I don't even feel any sympathy. (laughs) The past is terrible. On a scale of one to four, how shitty was your captain? Is one good? One is bad. Four. Four is... mm. 
you're an idiot. <laughs> he powers <laughs> he powers Nurse Bot Junior down. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get anything useful out of this guy. Back to the captain's log. Uh, sure. Mackie's going to, you know, go to a powered up station and try to get like a uh, a manifest. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the ship carrying? What are the ship's specific characteristics? For instance, what has it got that would be worth stealing? All of the above. Is there any, is there anything any data like that in here? Certainly, there is. Uh, oddly, probably one of the most valuable things would be the archive of digital media <laughs> dating back to uh, before the collapse. Hmm. Oh, the movie okay. collection. So there's a lot of uh, things of cultural value. Okay. Uh, there are, of course, the awesome anti-mutiny buckets. All right. Which I know you guys don't like them, but I think you should implement them. I think they're cool. Hopper tries to open one of the anti-mutiny buckets mm-hmm. with the mummified hand of the captain. Okay. He does, but it is empty inside. Mm. It looks like going around checking the buckets, only a few of them appear to have uh, gone wrong. Presumably the captain survived in here on food for oh, a long time. Gotcha. <laughs> there is some navigational data. Okay. That... uh. Let's say we'll give you a... You get a plus two on any... No, I'm sorry. A plus one on any drill-related check adjacent to the beta list system. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's helpful. <laughs> nice. We still have time to try and find a new... <laughs> a new rudder to a new system. <laughs> There's yeah, there's a lot of information here. Uh, you would have to look for something specific. Uh, there, there is a captain's log. I'm not gonna recite it, but uh, it goes from cult leader to unhinged, starving madwoman over the course of a few years. So it starts with cult leader, though. Well, not literally, but like she was on top of a heap of people. Mm. Who were she she was survival survival mama. Yeah, gotcha. and uh, everybody was like. Survival Mama's got the right idea. She has a tattoo. Well, you don't. Never mind, because it's gone now. But there's an old picture in the computer (laughs) of her with her crew smiling. And she has a tattoo. And it's a yellow flag with a uh, snake on it. Mm. Oh, And it says, says, please, no steppy, not a step. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, this is a wild long shot when it comes to the information in there, but uh, we did notice that interesting feature of the astronomical landscape of the celestial bodies moving towards the gas giant. Mm-hmm. On the off chance that this is something that was done at the time and has just continued to run, this is some like pre-tech thing, any chance there's any information about that? A news clipping that says... You know, Dr. Zamorkis, amazing celestial body cannon has mm-hmm. started working. That is an amazing guess. <laughs> right down to the name. <laughs> Robert Zamorkis? <laughs> please, please. Robert Zamorkis was his father. Um, I'm going to say that's uh, you're researching a large database. I'm going to say it's a skill check. What do you want to do? You do? It's not um, going to be different. It's a six. Okay. Program seems. Program maybe. I mean, my thought is like the way I'd go about doing it if it was something I was looking for in the real world is I would start with search terms and I would mm-hmm. search the name of that celestial of the um, Betalus. 
Betalus, but also I would search the name of the... Is Betalus whatever? What planet number was it? Four? The planet is Betalus 3. Yeah. Betalus 3. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd search Betalus 3 and narrow down terms from there. Mm-hmm. So I, I would try to get to it from a searching perspective. I mean, yeah, I guess that's program... And hey, Pappy. <laughs> what do you need? Um, so, you know how those things keep hurtling through the sky, I yeah. guess, is what we call space? Sure. Makes sense. Any chance there's information about that? Here, let me check. Clickety, 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 clack. <laughs> I'm guessing this is a program? Yeah. Does a seven get me anything? Yeah, you find, um... Flight plan data for the debris, so that a uh, local uh, space travel won't end up having an accident running into it. Can we track mm-hmm. that back to its origin? You can. That's cool. So I mean, we've at least can yeah we've confirmed for sure that it was happening then and was yeah. unknown. The debris was ejected from the Kavacha system, which is outside of the Rheingold cluster. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Damn, it's come a ways. Mm-hmm. And the effort appears to have to do with uh, increasing the gravity, increasing the mass of uh, Betalus 3. Okay. Basically, there was, uh, they were attempting to create uh, a star. Oh, wow. It wasn't terraforming, but I had the right idea of like intentionally trying to change the astronomical landscape. Yep. They're like this bullshit red dwarf sun in continent. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a bigger, better sun. Um, okay, so trying to create a star sounds like something that could potentially be bad. Is there any chance that it's going to, you know, finish anytime soon and that it's going to have negative effects on us or the people here? You no. got me, CB. Honestly, I've never heard of this kind of thing before. The uh, data suggests that uh, you probably got a while. Okay. It's the big one. It's when mm. the big one hits, you know. It has to build the mass, and then it has to capture space gas. What would happen once the star is created to the system? Mm. I mean, there's already a... S- if the moons that are in orbit around the planet don't move out to a further orbit... Yeah, they're toast. Yeah, they're going to have a bad time. Is Betalus 3 the one that the moons are all around? Okay. Mm-hmm. And this, these records suggest like this was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. Not just found. Correct. Why would you choose to do that and settle the space that's going to be well, if, in golf? If you can move enough mass to reach, uh, to transcend from a gas giant to a small star, you can move moons around. So they had the. Uh, okay. It was the pretech arrogance of like, oh, we'll just uh, we'll just swing them out to a wired orbit when it's time. So. We'll just throw up a levy. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. And do we have information on what entity did this? Yeah, I mean, it was the Earth government. Yeah. Okay. And um, just, I guess, like, setting knowledge, and I can rule for this if you want, is this something that would be the purpose of this would actually be new information to the people of the Rheingold now? Or would it be like, we just didn't happen to know that, but other people out there... This is an established fact of this thing is happening and it's already been studied. 
Um, like, is this valuable information that could be shared to the Reliquary Institute, for example, as a research body, that they might be like, oh, that's a pre-tech thing that we, like, that's a phenomenon we've been studying, and now this answers a question. The nature of the undertaking makes it virtually non-observable to the people who live there. Okay. But extremely obvious to nations with telescopes and that are like monitoring okay. uh, stuff like that. So yeah, Rheingold cluster, like the, all of the governments probably know about it. Okay. The people who live on Panamorphy as you did once. I mean, this blows CB's mind because she didn't know, like this is a thing, you can see it from Panamorphy. Yeah. For them, it's you just like, yeah, there's always shit falling into the planet. They really only see extremely large objects, so those are few and far between. Well, it blows CB's mind, mm-hmm. and she thinks that's concerning, but also neat. Well, there you go. In a, the universe is full of dangerous wonders kind of way. But it was worth the trip. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is coming from outside of the Rheingold Cluster? Yeah. So, so definitely accelerated for at least part of the trip to like an appreciable percentage of the speed of light. Hopefully. Outside of Rheingold Cluster, not outside of the Zangi Cigna sector. Okay. So, like the, from the Wisp or Hem of the Veil or one of those? Yeah. Gotcha. But that's a, an appreciable number of light years away. Yeah. Roughly, it's like five parsecs. Hmm. Hey, Maggie. Approximately 15 light years. What's up, Anton? Well, we came on this ghost ship, presumably to do some looting. So while y'all are digging in the uh, computer terminals, I'm going to go do some looting, I guess. Ooh, ooh, me too, me too. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna... I'm just, I just want to give the ship a once-over as mm-hmm. well. We got the time. Heading to the cargo bay? Deck yeah, by deck, just search. Just poking through, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not with any <clears throat> intentions, but yep. we came here to do that. Sorry, one more uh, question about your lore. Okay. Uh, are the bombarding <laughs> uh, objects still moving at relativistic speeds? No. They, are there any structures on them? Like retro rockets or anything? Um, you can perform a scan. Okay, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, go ahead and roll it. That's two sixes on the dice. Okay. And, um, what do you think, a program to interpret the data? That sounds good to me. So that's a 14. Okay. So, a month ago, this would have looked like nonsense, that you couldn't have parsed the results to make sense of it. Okay. But... Comparing it to uh, your recent observations, you conclude that large quantities of still matter are probably uh, ah, used okay. on the planets. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Anton got sick of all this uh, math stuff and has gone off uh, to the cargo bay. Yeah. yeah. Got a whole ass ghost ship to check out. Mm-hmm. In the cargo section, it looks like uh, the people were desperate enough that they were like, trying to eat sofa cushions. There's not much that survived their desperation. However, there are several things of note. First among them is a box, which is, you know, those old uh, action figure boxes that where like, it's like the plastic bubble and the action figures inside there. And there's like a cardboard sheet with the yeah. picture. One of those, except that, uh, first of all, the bubble is empty. Whatever was in there is not there anymore. Uh, and secondly, the stiff sheet of cardboard is instead a thin, high-definition video screen that sh- is showing a... It's Hopper's face, 
smiling out at you, giving you the thumbs up, dancing to get your attention. Much more animated than the real hover. And uh, across the top, in a big, colorful font, it says, Nursebot Junior. <laughs> nice. By Revagen. Cool. Found the original packaging. Mm-hmm. That's got to make the value. What do you think? Should we uh, should we haul this back on to the Grace? Think of something Hopper would want to have? Uh, I mean, if you want to, it just kind of seems... Like, it's neat. It is neat. You know, and fuck, it's zero gravity. It's not like we have to do any of the heavy lifting, so... Fair enough. It's All like right. the race car bed of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Android you know, Hopper storage units. <laughs> yeah. Hop, Hopper's still uh, at the data terminal, just idly says aloud, Gee, I really hope that if anyone finds anything relevant to my origins, I hope they bring it back with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mackie tags it for retrieval. When he was on the uh, flight deck, he would have called up a full schematic of the ship. Mm-hmm. So, was the flight deck sort of a choke point? The entire ship is essentially one hallway that's just curved. So, the flight deck is one end of the tube, and the cargo bay is the other end. Okay. He wants to see if he sees anything like captain's quarters? Sure, yeah. Okay. There are uh, modest quarters off the flight deck. Uh, Mackie's going to check those out. Okay. That's going to be notice 11. All right. You find some captain shit. Tri-corner hat, I don't know. <laughs> Fancy the person, the personal effects of a uh, weirdo. Did this All captain right. also have like a full um, portrait, like oil portrait, <laughs> like the one that we found on uh, which call it? Um, if she did, she ate it. So, oh. Mackie adds the epaulets and gold braid to his uh, vac suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does she have the uh, United Terran uh, Federation flag? But. One of the stripes is blue. No. She, uh... That's the corporate United Terran. Yeah. <laughs> no, she has, a, she has a bunch of real paper books about being a sovereign citizen. Oh, my. That's about it. <laughs> this shit blows. And they're not worth anything because she went through them with a highlighter. <laughs> no. All right. She uh, died of stupidity. <laughs> Mackie grabs the hopper packaging and heads back onto the Grace. Okay. Yeah, I'll- I'll join. We'll head back to the ship. All right. When you move the hopper packaging, the hopper on the wrapper uh-huh. moves as if the ground just shifted. Uh-huh. And uh, it, he's doing a bit where he's, like, falling over. Oh, that's and cute. he says, uh, I see you're interested in the Nursebot Junior by <laughs> Revagen. You have no idea. Tell me more. Please. It's a great product. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, can it, uh, I don't know, can it make me a sandwich? I'm sorry, I'm only capable of limited but spontaneous interaction. You, okay, why don't you give me some guidelines then for uh, getting the most out of you, Mr. Packaging? Sir. Absolutely. And uh, he vanishes, mm-hmm. leaving behind uh, kind of a, a big sheet of text in okay. his place. That says, please fill out this short survey and receive your instant 2,000 credit rebate. And then there's a survey. All right. Uh, Mackie prepares himself emotionally to fill out a survey. Mm -hmm. What does that entail? Just a little bit of, you know, like cleaning out his ears and, you know. (laughs) Pulling his socks up. Pulling his socks up. Polishes glasses. Mm -hmm. Polishes the fucking canopy of his vac suit. Great. All right. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. The first section is true and false questions. Ready. <laughs> There's a little uh, like touchpad. You can hit a T or an F. All right. I have read the accompanying safety literature. F. The language was clear and easy to understand. <laughs> regarding, for example, the importance of daily memory wipes, maximum operational point uh, periods of no longer than three hours, and the prevention of any network connection between NurseBot Junior and any higher order VI systems. Oh, shit. Ah, fuck. True. Great. The following question, the T and F are replaced by a line of numbers from 1 to 10. Okay. NurseBot Junior is kind, polite, and considerate, provided I haven't changed the relevant settings. True. That please enter a number. Oh, seven. Great. <laughs> Next, I trust NurseBot Junior. Ooh. Hopper's not around, is he? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming this is all taking place like while I'm digging through the data. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a zero. Okay. <laughs> please choose a number between one and ten. Oh, one. Nursebot Junior is great with children. Oh, God. One, one, <laughs> one. I never stumble upon Nursebot Junior in my house at night doing anything strange, provided I haven't altered the settings. <laughs> one. This next section is in your own words. All right. How did you first hear about Nursebot Junior by Revagen? It came to life and hijacked my autonomy. How does NurseBot Junior compare with other trusted Revagen products? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't have any other Revagen products, so I couldn't tell you. What methods have you implemented to keep NurseBot Junior from going through your cleaning chemicals and prescription products? <laughs> have they been successful? Uh, they have been incredibly successful, and I have no strategies to prevent that. What can Revagen do to improve future robotic pediatricians? Uh, I don't see why it needs to have a Wi-Fi connection. That's just asking for it to get taken over by a malevolent VI. And finally, would you like to put your instant 2000 credit rebate toward the purchase of a Revagen NurseBot Junior Nurses Station playset? No. Okay. Sorry, Hoppa. No playset. <laughs> Very good. Man, packaging's involved in the future. It is. Yeah. When big, uh, you know, 60,000K screens are disposable. That's, uh, mm-hmm. The, uh, the NurseBot Junior playset is actually uh, a costume kit that lets a child dress up. <laughs> <laughs> like NurseBot Junior, complete with uh, actual sharp scalpels and functioning lets, hypodermics. It lets three raccoons dress up. <laughs> okay. You've got the original packaging for... Uh, a nurse bot junior. Yep. Just going to put it like high up on the wall mm-hmm. in the aft cargo bay for everyone to enjoy. Nice. With your skills, you could probably like hook an N64 up to it and play Goldeneye. Dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grace Grace is going to be intensely curious about this, but I'll interrogate that at a later. Okay. There is some accompanying literature, a catalog. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And there is some information there about where Revagen is based and all that. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to look for. We'll revisit that. Okay. Um, as you guys are going through all of that, CB is doing stuff. Cool. So as you guys are doing the fun looting and uh, finding the <laughs> hopper race car bed, <laughs> um, CB is kind of wandering around and just quietly doing her own thing. 
And uh, anyone who observed her would see that she is actually taking the bones and putting them all over the ship. She's putting them in the uh, sleeping berths that we found. If there's not enough of those for each individual skeleton as much as she can put together, I mean, she doesn't have any like strong medical knowledge, so she's probably going to get some of the bones mixed up. Um, but if there's not enough space, if there's not like a bed for each individual person, she's finding other places to lay them out um, and assemble them as much like an actual human skeleton as possible. You know, if she's finding like nice little trinkets, she's kind of arranging them around the bodies. She took that snow globe earlier and she thinks about keeping it and then reluctantly like grabs the, you know, the um, captain's body and tries to arrange that and like puts the snow globe near it and it's zero g so stuff doesn't just stay so you know she's trying to like tuck it into webbing or like rig up any like ropes or anything she finds in a way that tries to like keep the skeletons arranged on a surface and then after she gets all that done she kind of peeks around she hears you guys doing the uh customer survey <laughs> about the nurse bot and sees that you're busy and she kneels down in the corridor where we went through that had the births where before we found the pile of bones she nods her head and and audibly but quietly and under her breath um, she kind of mumbles this little prayer Oh, eternal thing, who alone spreads out the heavens and rules the drifting of the stars. Receive into your vast embrace all those like us who go beyond a planet's atmosphere in ships and make their way among the stars. Tune their spirits to the music of heaven and protect them in all their journeys and she makes a little gesture like on herself sort of like if you're a person who grew up say Catholic you know you you'll make the sign of the cross a lot of times and that just becomes this quick gesture that it's not you know this very careful thing it just becomes like a quick Reference, And if you don't know that reference, it's just like waving your hands in front of yourself. She kind of makes a gesture like that. And then she, she says very quietly, Please don't follow us. I did the best I could. Please rest. And then she kneels down and she touches the floor and kind of makes the same gesture on the floor. And then very quickly, like, gets up and, like, dusts her feet off. And, um... Think about then she hears Mackie giving, doing the, uh, hey, get back on board or you're going to get left behind. I cannot do a Mackie voice. Uh, or she runs up to you guys and she's a little out of breath and just like quietly gets back on the ship and goes about her own mysterious CB things. All right. Mackie's at the airlock doing the head count. When Hopper gets there, he's like, all right, do we need to do anything to uh, sanitize? He gestures at himself and everyone else. One moment, please. And uh, I will 
do a bioscan, but I'm not especially worried about these, like, incredibly slow metabolic... Mm-hmm. In fact, Hopper still has the one spread out on top of his hat. Yeah. All right. I call him Mr. Smoochie. I can see why. It's a charming addition to your uh, chapeau there, my friend. Uh, but I do want to do a, a, a scan just to make sure there's not a stray egg. Okay. Uh, and that is a, an 11. Like, if I bring this one on board on my hat, is it going to go all triple on us? Right. <laughs> um, there's no evidence of that. Okay. In fact, if it has a reproductive cycle, it must, but you don't know where it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will uh, uh, vac container from the airlock and stuff it in there. And Put it in one of those mutiny, anti-mutiny <laughs> food buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That wouldn't necessarily kill a tardigrade. Yeah. Oh my gosh, fill those food buckets with these things, put them in storage, and when we get back, we can sell them as food. Mm-hmm. It says it's food on the outside. It says it's rations on the outside. Yeah. Mm. They don't know. They don't know. I think you're just addicted to scams at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how CP survives. You could put mud in the buckets, too. You could. I- <gasps> Put mud and rocks in the bottom, and you put one of those things on the top, so it looks like it's full of them. Mm. I mean, we have an engineering bay. We could just make buckets that say food (laughs) on the outside. But these buckets already exist. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so Hopper's going to contain, put it in a container and seal it up. Okay. Every so often, come take it outside in vacuum and like poke it with a stick. Mm -hmm. It seems to be perfectly comfortable in vacuum. Where are you store it? Next to the niche in the airlock where Hopper stands when he's uh, deactivated. Cool. Do you make a placard that says Mr. Smoochie? <laughs> I do. I actually put two little googly eyes on the outside of the cannon. <laughs> oh my gosh! I nice. love it. And a little miniature pink hat that matches mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. Excelsior, you guys beat the ghost ship. Hooray! Hooray! As you take off, mm-hmm. disconnect from the two steps ahead mm-hmm. and uh, head off toward your next destination. The camera lingers on the weird little creature in the jar and it's uh, focusing on it for a minute. We see it begin to slowly inflate. Ooh. And, uh, you know, to be continued, I guess. Damn. Bum, bum, wow. I mean, you know, we just brought a weird and little understood, like, biological organism off of a ghost ship. Uh, yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I mean, it probably doesn't, like, gestate in metadimensional space or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, as yeah. long as we don't spend any more than six days at a time there, it should be okay. Mm-hmm. Why would you? <laughs> uh, as we're, as we're traveling... Oh, wait. We're, we, we don't actually have to travel for 48 hours this time. Nope. nope. Okay. <laughs> we dictated to. that you went to the... You were like, find the ship that's closest to the edge. So you can just... At the next opportunity when Hopper is is functional again, he's going to feed it after midnight. (laughs) (laughs) It it actually becomes a mogwai. Mm -hmm. It becomes something cute and fluffy. Yeah. But then it gets up to antics. Mm -hmm. Shenanigans. There's all these hijinks going on. (laughs) Running amok. All right. Well, so uh, up on the flight deck, uh, Mackie opens a channel. Well, uh, y'all, I, I feel like I just have one thought after our little uh, sojourn among the ghost ships. Grave robbing. Not as much fun as you 
you've been led to believe by uh, movies, books, media, things of that nature. I, I found the whole thing very melancholy, to be honest with you. I find grave stuffing to be a more rewarding pastime. <laughs> there you go. From now on, nothing but grave stuffing. everyone uh that's the end of our episode for this week i just want to say thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate it you know it just really means a lot that there are folks out there that have stuck around this far want to give a big thank you to jackson Seib who composed our music it is a beautiful piece of music and we hope one day to be the show that lives up to it damn right and if you want to know more or maybe not know more, but Ooh. just touch us in a different kind of way. Go to www.astronomicapodcast.com. And there, you will find a permanent, non-expiring... <laughs> non-inspiring. I know. <laughs> that, is true. Ac- that is accurate. <laughs> non-expiring invitation to... Our Discord, where most of us spend the majority of our non-podcast social interacting time. We have different channels. We usually participate in NaNoWriMo. There are community one-shots that are open to all to run and participate in every month. That's where we run the Patreon one-shots, which if you are generous enough to contribute some money, we have uh, special cast-included one-shot episodes there. And just a general all-around good time with a wacky bunch of malcontents. Lots of memes and GIFs, which is why anyone's on the internet, really. Yep. And uh, if you want to support us you can check us out at patreon.com slash astronomica podcast if you don't want to fund the growth of global communism you can instead just give us a five-star review uh on the podcast app of your choice provided five is the most (laughs) (laughs) if there are anywhere there are 10 stars then like at least an eight (laughs) yeah i mean i'd say we're a memphis eight (laughs) (laughs) They say Memphis 8 is a New York bad podcast (laughs) (laughs) And on that note Thank you guys for listening And we will catch you next week Goodbye Forever Oh wait